0: Hi, everyone. Thank you once again for joining the Dan Roman podcast. I am your money and financial coach, Dan Roman, and I greatly appreciate your time, your attention. I want to thank you so much for sending in comments, for rating, for subscribing to this podcast. And if you haven't done so yet, please do so. The more people that know about this podcast, the better. This way we can connect to more people. We can make this thing called personal finances go viral, and we can really affect some change in our personal lives and also in the people that we know and love. A couple questions for you as we start today's episode and going forward. First one. What are your biggest money challenges? The second one, what are you hoping to learn about your money?
1: As a reminder, at any point in time, if you wish to have a one-on-one private conversation with me, your money coach, there's a link in the show notes of this episode where you can book an appointment for a free consultation, a coaching or a counseling session. Also see that. And lastly, there's also a link in the show notes. If you want to be featured in our next podcast, simply follow that link, send in a question or a comment, and we'll address it in the very next podcast. I promise you that.
0: Today is September the 11th. I want to thank you all so much for joining. I really appreciate your time and your attention. Today's date, for those of us who are old enough to remember, will always have a somber feel and memories to it. And I want to start this podcast with a moment of silence to remember all the lives lost on 9-11 when planes went into the Twin Towers. thank you for for doing that with me. Yesterday, I mentioned percentages. And we talked about insurance yesterday. And a few podcasts ago, we spoke about housing and rent. And now housing and rent should be no more than 25% of your budget. And same thing with insurance, no more than 25% of your budget. And I got an email from Dave, who asked, well, what about other percentages? So I just want to jump right into it right now. I was planning on covering The rest of the percentages later in a different episode. But percentages are important with a budget because they help guide you in if you have no idea. You know, there's a lot of budget platforms out there. We're going to use 50% of our money for needs. So like, you know, your housing and your food, we're going to use 30% for wants and we're going to save 20%. Some people really love to live off of this. The only problem is for myself and for my clients that I coach is that this doesn't provide any guidance, any structure, any information, because then I'm choosing between is this a need or a want, and then it's probably going in the wrong direction also. So I'm going to provide with you a thorough breakdown of percentages into your budget and Now, this is going to change and fluctuate depending on your income, but also depending on your expenses and also your lifestyle and what you're trying to achieve. If you are in a lot of debt, some of these percentages should go away and you should address the debt. If you don't have any debt, then this frees up more money. If your income is much larger or lower, that's also going to depend on your percentages. Keep in mind that these percentages are a guideline. They're a map they're not set in stone you if you're and you'll see what I mean. you can change percentages based on where you are you know where you live and what your expenses are so I'm first going to cover the um percentages and then I'm going to cover like the money like I' give you an example of what that would look like so every month you should have a brand new budget so in a year you should have twelve different budgets because no two months are the same. Um, let's just start off there. There's events that happen throughout the year. There's parties, there's birthdays. We know when Christmas is, when Father's Day is, when Mother's Day is, but there's there's anniversaries. There's people getting married and they invite you. So they want you to bring a gift. They don't tell you that, but that's obviously expected. So in a budget every month, I'm going to break down categories that you should have. You should be giving 10% of your money. Now, for those of you who are religious, go to church and practice religion, you know that that's done by tithing. If you do not do that, 10% of your money should be given to someone in need. 10% of your money should be given to some sort of charity. If we're not giving, then we have no space to receive. Okay? So just keep that in mind. It's a belief that we are blessed to have the money that we have, the jobs that we have. We should give... Some with an open and a kind and a warm heart, because it's the good and right thing to do, don't just give to give because you want to gain back in return otherwise you won't you won't get it um Giving ten per cent of your money is a good practice because in our lifetime, there will be people across the board that we meet that will need some sort of assistance. A single mom or a single dad who is struggling to make ends meet you see a stranger in a parking lot somewhere and they look weak and hungry um giving to a church giving to a charity giving um to a kid selling candy bars to raise money for his his or her baseball team right these are all forms of giving giving to a family member in need okay these are all forms of giving you should be giving 10 percent of your money away for good causes because you, we, I were blessed to have the resources that we have.
1: There is no way that we can build a community without all of us connecting with one another in every way possible through social, through email, and even through this podcast. You should be
0: saving some money. You should be saving some money for a goal, like you want to buy a new car, you want to buy a new phone, you want to buy a suit or a dress, or if you want to buy a gift for Christmas, right? We are in September. This is when you would start saving for something like this, if not sooner, because Christmas is no emergency. It's no accident. You know when it's coming every year. If you're in debt, you should be saving what I would consider is a starter emergency fund, right? Um, What we teach is save $1,000 as your starter emergency fund to cover emergencies that happen while you're trying to get out of debt, okay? That's what um, Dave Ramsey and what we as coaches would say is baby step one is securing $1,000 as a starter emergency fund. Your 10% savings would go to that if you don't have that yet. And then... Baby Step 2 would be paying down all debt except for the mortgage. But then once you have your mor- your debt paid off, we want to save after the initial $1,000 emergency fund in Baby Step 1. Baby Step 2 will be paying off debt. Baby Step 3 is fully funding your emergency fund. Your emergency fund should cover three to six months of expenses. I like six months for the safety and security. Okay, um, And what that's for is in case you... Get really sick, and you can't cover your expenses if you get a loss of work or if you quit your job. You have an emergency fund to cover your household expenses, your bare essentials, right? When I go into dinner every night for, with, with this emergency fund, but to keep the lights on, the water running, roof over our head, food on our table, and gas in the car. But you should be saving at all times 10% of your money for a particular goal. So the first goal would be your, your $1,000 emergency fund. And then after you get out of debt would be your fully funded emergency fund of six months of expenses. But what what about after that? Well, you should be saving 10% of your money for other things, right? Other goals of vacation, things of that nature. At some point in time, saving would also require um, saving for retirement. And at which point I would increase that to 15%. But while we're taking control of our money while we're understanding how it works and where it's going. Let's do 10% now and then once we get past our fully funded emergency fund of six months of expenses, then we'll start investing 15% into retirement. As I covered in a previous podcast, your home, your rent, or your mortgage should be no more than 25% of your take-home pay. The purpose of this is is we don't want to be house poor or rent poor. We don't want to have our home or our apartment control a majority of our take home pay your utilities your gas your light your water your um phone bill i would say is a utility that should be 5 to 10% of your take home pay food i don't mean dining out i mean groceries it should be 10 to 15% of your budget transportation should be 10% your insurance Costs, as we covered yesterday, should be no more than 25%. The sweet spot is somewhere between 15 to 25 or 20 to 25%, but no more than 25% should be for your insurances. Personal spending, his and hers. There should be a line item in the budget every single month that allows each person in the relationship. It could be two hers, could be two hims, or it could be a him and a her. Each person should have money for themselves to freely spend how they wish. A budget is not some strict thing that you follow or you have no fun and you can't deviate outside of that. If you plan it within the budget, you can make it happen. Personally speaking in our home, this line item has really saved a lot of tough conversations and discussions because my partner at one point or another felt like, I was in control of all of the finances. And I think that had a lot to do with my wording. But really what I I didn't communicate it well enough or clearly enough. But eventually what ended up happening was I inserted these line items that said his and hers. And we agreed on a dollar amount, right? So whatever dollar amount she felt was was, was comfortable with her, I matched it. Now, it wasn't astronomical. Our his and her line item was and is between the 5 to 10% of our, our take-home pay. But that's extremely important because you want to give each person in the relationship, each person involved with this budget, some sort of independence. Some sort of empowerment. Okay. In every relationship, in every marriage, there is someone who is a nerd and someone who is a free spirit. I'm the nerd. She's not... Mm she would be the free spirit financially, yes. So there's going to be some natural differences, right? I'm more conservative. She's more like, ooh, I like this thing. I'm going to go get it because I can see how it can improve my life in this way or that way. But the conversations, the his and her line items, huge, 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 huge. Health, health health-related costs should be 5% or 10% of your budget. Recreation, hobbies, things that you do for fun, should be 5 to 10% of your budget and miscellaneous. I love miscellaneous. Miscellaneous should be 5 to 10% of your budget as well. Miscellaneous has saved many months of our budgets from going good to bad because these random things pop up or these things that I forget we were supposed to go to and bring a gift or a bottle of wine or whatever the case might be. Miscellaneous has saved our budget because we forget about it. And then all of a sudden we remember, so then we buy the gift or the thing, and then that instantly goes into miscellaneous, and no harm, no foul, whew, we can wipe the sweat off of our brow. So just to quickly recap, I'm going to give you each one again, and then I'm going to go into an example of dollar amounts. Giving, 10%. Saving, 10%. Housing, 25%. Utilities, 5 to 10%. Food, 10 to 15%. Transportation, 10%. Insurance 10 to 25 percent, his and hers personal spending five to 10 percent, health care costs five to 10 percent, recreation five to 10 percent, and miscellaneous five to 10 percent. Now, let's talk about specifics in terms of money. The average, the middle, the middle income, household income. Today is about sixty thousand dollars, which, after taxes, can be about four thousand bucks. Let's just just keep, to keep the example, um, realistic, and also to uh, have the numbers be round and easy to understand. Let's assume that the household income between two individuals, married individuals, is um four thousand dollars a month is what they're bringing home. Okay, so remember, based on the percentages I gave earlier. That's how we're going to dictate what happens with our our budget. So at $4,000 per month take-home, giving at 10% equals $400. Saving at 10% is $400. Rent, 25% is $1,000. Utilities, 5 to 10%. I'm using the 5% model here. We're going to put that at... $200. Groceries at 10 to 15%. I'm using the 10% model here. Um, groceries I'm going to put at $400. Transportation. Keeping gas in your car and maintenance to maintain your car so it lasts a long time. I'm using the 10% model here. That's $400. Healthcare costs, going to the doctor, medical bills, okay? At 5 to 10% of your budget, I'm using the 5% model for $200 per month. This is assuming that you're relatively healthy and don't have anything. I have normal. Thanks. Thank God that we are blessed to be a relatively healthy family. So 5% of our um, take-home pay in this example is perfect at $200. But if you are also in that situation, you can decrease that. But also having that in there as a just in case is perfectly fine. Any unused portion midway through the month towards the end of the month, you can roll over, maybe into the new month, or just put that into savings or give that to giving or to investing into some some other into into some other way, depending on where you are with your financial position. But that's something that you could do with any freed up money that hasn't been used. More importantly, you wanted to use any any money not used towards debt insurance costs at 25% um i have that at uh, i'm sorry insurance costs between 10 to 25% i have that at $400 this would include your health care your auto your home insurance and your life insurance this is all inclusive for insurances recreations you know hobbies things you want to do for fun at 5 to 10% i'm using 5% here for $200 miscellaneous I'm also using 5% here at $200. And personal spending, I'm also using 5% at $200. So that's going to sum up our $4,000 take-home pay each month, broken down by percentages. Now, keep in mind that these are going to fluctuate depending on your financial position, if you're in debt or not. If you're in debt, you need to be more conservative to pay down the debt. If you're out of debt, then this structure would benefit you really nicely I like the structure better than some of the other you know um, trendy budget budget percentages because this provides you with a better guideline and more information and also more guidance also consider that your your income may be much higher than four thousand dollars a month or even lower than four dollars a month so some of these percentages will need to change to reflect your actual position One thing to note here is that if any one of these categories are over where they should be, that should be sticking out to you like a sore thumb. Those are areas that you would want to adjust in order to gain more control of your money. Some of the things to look out for, housing, food, transportation, insurance, recreation, miscellaneous. Those are items, even personal spending, those are items that if you're over the recommended percentages you need to really find out <clears throat> excuse me a way to reduce those costs so you have better flexibility financially at 25% of the budget um housing and insurance should be no more than 25% if it is those are your biggest money suckers personal spending recreation miscellaneous those items should be really addressed if you're in debt and you find yourself having a little too much fun or shopping a little too much, you need to you know, bring that back a little bit. Focus on the priority of getting out of debt, because then when you're out of debt, you have more money to use for whatever you want. And also, food and transportation. Transportation costs really depend on the kind of vehicle you have and how much you're driving. But if you can focus on reducing your commuting time, and reducing how much you're out on the road, you're going to limit the amount of cash you consume. Food and groceries like we can't get away or 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 prevent the cost of groceries from fluctuating the way that it does, but we can prevent what we buy and how we buy it. So be strategic with that. I'll be releasing at some point in time a um a podcast on how to save on on groceries. Well, I recently Um, About a week ago, I released one on, on, you know, dining out and the benefits of grocery shopping and some tips. But I want to release later at a later date, a more inclusive, more detailed plan on how to save on groceries. But keep the percentages in mind as you're starting and doing and working with a budget, because this is going to be your guidance. And you can fluctuate percentages here or there depending on where you are. For some individuals, they may not have transportation costs because they ride public transportation but wait you ride public transportation so that should be in there i know of a few individuals that get free public transportation so that cost that percentage would go somewhere else in the budget line unfortunately i know some individuals that don't have any insurance at all that percentage should go to another part of the budget Um, I know individuals that are really focused and, and disciplined and don't do any shopping. That portion of the personal spending should probably go somewhere else. So keep in mind that these are subject to change with your unique situation.
1: Well, guys, that is a wrap for today. Thank you once again for listening. Thank you once again for your time. If you found this podcast valuable, informational, resourceful, In any way, please share this with someone that you personally know and are connected to so that they can gain something from this also. The way we build a community is for all of us to be connected, engaging with one another, sharing information, uplifting each other up. If at any point in time I have said anything, created anything, or shared something with you in any way that you have found helpful, life-changing, or informational, please Share this episode on all your social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Text the link to a friend so that they can listen to this. Listen to this with a loved one at home so we can all make this thing called personal finances go viral. So that we can gain control of our money so we decide what happens, when it happens, and how it happens. Thank you all once again. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on this podcast. See the show notes of this podcast if you want to reach out to us via social, visit the website, send us an email. If you want to be featured on the next podcast, there's a link there also for you to drop in a voice message. And if you want to book a consultation free of charge to discuss your financial position, you can book an appointment there. See appointment times that are available to you real time. We can also book an appointment for your coaching or counseling session as well. And as always, God bless. Peace.